0: of a challenging gospel, right? I mean, this is, this is tough. Jesus is asking us to take this, this huge step forward. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. That's a huge demand. And I think we're so often bad at living this as Christians. Because we kind of look at it as Jesus just being like, try harder, do better, be different. And we're just like, what am I supposed to do, right? That's like the worst coach ever that just tells you, be better. Like, I, that, No, 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 that, that's not helpful, right? In fact, that's that's precisely what the Egyptians did to the Israelites. Remember that when they were like, Oh, what? You're complaining? Here, now just do more work without more time and without the resources. Build, build the bricks without having the straw. And that's what Jesus condemns the Pharisees for. He says, you tie up heavy burdens without lifting a finger to help them carry them. And so, is that what Jesus is doing right here? Just, just try harder. Be better. The answer is obviously No we have to really understand why the answer is no for it to be no because how this works how the how the human soul works in regard to to love and forgiveness is is not necessarily just an outward thing but it's actually our ability to receive it so let's let's look at the the dynamics a little bit and i think it's it's clearest in regard to to forgiveness. So in the Old Testament, there was the law of, of vengeance, right? Essentially, you could take vengeance on the other person up to the exact same amount that they hurt you, right? An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You take my tooth, I take yours. You take my eye, I take yours. That's how this goes down. And this is almost this like transactional understanding of offense, right? You offended against me, now you have a debt to me and I get to take it out of you that's how that's how vengeance works but when it comes to to offenses yeah sometimes it's in regard to material things where we're just annoyed that like okay you 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 took this from me or you destroyed this thing that was mine and now I don't have it but I would imagine for the majority of us the offenses that actually really hurt the ones that we really have a hard time forgiving are in the field of of forgiveness or are in the field of of respect and of love think about maybe the last time somebody offended you and you really had to fight to forgive them or maybe you're you're still struggling to forgive this person I would imagine that what happened is that somebody didn't give you the respect or the love that you deserved. And that's what was painful about it. And so if we have this mentality of, of vengeance, then we have not received the respect and the love that we deserve Therefore, we're going to take it out of the other person and we definitely aren't going to pour it out onto anybody else unless they deserve it. See, it's a, it's kind of a, a zero-sum game is the mentality. So we almost approach the world as if there is a, a certain maximum quantity of, of respect and love out there and we're all just like passing it back and forth. That's the mentality when we have this the system of vengeance. Now God enters the scene. Why is it that Jesus can say, love your enemies, do good to those who harm you? It's because he flipped how this works. It's not a zero-sum game anymore. There isn't a mass energy constant. There isn't a love and respect constant out there. Now, God is pouring forth his love and giving respect in an infinite way. It's interesting. Jesus doesn't necessarily say, hey, everybody has to follow these rules. Look at the line that, that, that it starts off with. It says, Jesus said to his disciples, to you who hear, I say. He's almost kind of saying, like, not everybody's going to be able to understand this. Not everybody's going to be able to do this. Not everyone's going to be able to hear this. It's only for some people. And that's because actually demanding this of someone who isn't receiving the infinite respect and the infinite love of God, to demand that of them is to be a Pharisee, to tie up a heavy burden and to not help them lift it. It's to be like the Egyptian slave drivers. So, how is it that we can actually live this It's only if we really deeply at the very core of our being see our dignity and the source of our love in God. If you think that the respect due to you is from anything other than the fact that you are an adopted son or daughter of God, then you're stuck in a zero-sum game. If you deserve respect because you're the child of your parents, because you hold this position, because you're able to do these things, because you have these talents, these abilities, the moment that somebody offends against you, you have a lack. And to be able to live with yourself, you gotta get that out of someone else. But if your dignity comes from the fact that you are held in existence out of love by God, then there's an infinite source of respect, an infinite source of love that's being poured into you. To to give an image to this, um, you can almost imagine you've got a giant barrel, right? And you're, you're selling... Wine, we'll put wine in the barrel because we're Catholic, right? You've got people come up and and they can, you know, take a, we'll say a a gallon of wine and, you know, take that and pay you for your wine, right? So they pay you for the wine, they got their wine, it's, it's a just system. If someone goes up and scoops a full gallon jug and says, oh, no, no, this is only a half a gallon. Here, I'll pay you for a half a gallon, and then they walk away? What are you going to do? They say, hey, no, you just stole that from me. Right? That, was, that was a full gallon. You owe me a full gallon's worth of money. But now imagine that you have just like a fire hose turned all the way on, stuck into that bucket, that, that barrel, and it's just wine overflowing onto the floor, just all over the place, like you can't even contain it all, and someone comes up and scoops and says, oh, I just took a half a gallon, here's a half a gallon's worth of money. How would you feel about that? you be kind of like, well, whatever, like, don't even know what to do with all of this wine. That's how it should work with us. And when somebody comes up and offends us, they don't give us the love or the respect that we're due, we should kind of look at the barrel of of our capacity to love and see it overflowing with God's love and respect and just think, whatever, I don't really care what you think about me. God, the creator of the universe, the one who knows all things and is the source of all goodness, love, and being, yeah, he thinks I'm amazing, so really, you're wrong. That's what it comes down to. That's the attitude that we should have. And now think about, once again, recall that moment that the person offended you. And consider that your dignity comes from God alone. The source of love that you need comes from God alone. Is it really that big of an offense anymore? Jesus' call in the readings today to love in this magnanimous way, to forgive in this super-abundant, generous way, is based on our identity. We have to change how we see ourselves, where we're actually from, in order to be able to live the Christian life. And the beautiful thing about that is, imagine how much nicer your life would be if people couldn't offend you. They could, but it just didn't matter that much. If you didn't have to struggle to forgive, that's the beautiful life that a real Christian gets to live.